Singles Only Podcast Time. My name is Paul Farber. I'm your host. This week, we have the cougar of comedy, Jilly Real, out in Florida. We did this via Zoom, so if you want to watch it, you can go to my YouTube page at youtube.com backslash Paul F. Comedy. Um, yeah, got some good, cool shows coming up. Laugh Camp in St. Paul, Minnesota, this weekend, January 21st, 22nd. I'm in Chicago during the week. Next week, I'm at The Drop in Indiana, 27th, 28th, headlining on both those shows, all those shows, I should say. PaulFComedy.com has all my dates. Got some cool stuff happening in Florida next month in February. I'll also be in the suburbs, uh, Chicago, and also Michigan. So check out those dates. Review us if you haven't already this year. It really takes two seconds. Give us a five-star review. Say, love it. You can even say, make fun of my hair, make fun of anything you want, criticize the podcast. As long as you give us five stars, I don't give a fuck. Do it today. That's it. Cool stuff coming up this year. If you haven't already, subscribe like I told you. PaulFComedy.com is my website if you want to buy a Better Call Paul shirt. And uh, check out our sponsors, eh? Okay. I know it's all fun and games. My... Better Call Paul spiels on stage or my shirts that say Better Call Paul. Uh, donating a lot of the money for charity, by the way. Uh, PaulFComedy.com, you can get your shirt, as always. But here's the thing. If you actually need a lawyer, you have to get professional help. So if you're injured on the job, you don't know what kind of compensation you're entitled to. Or you're injured in a car accident. Don't handle something on your own and don't call some random person that you see in commercials on daytime tv call someone that really knows what they're doing someone that's helped workers who were injured for over 20 years in chicago and beyond my good friend attorney scott shapiro he is your man give him a call here's the thing he also handles entertainment law whether you're a comedian a musician, a podcaster, a wrestler, an actor, anything. He's handled all these things for 20 years here in Chicago. He is your guy. Give him a call, 312-627-1650, or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. All consultations initially free of charge. Your first consultation is free. You have nothing to lose. Don't take any chances. Call my friend Scott Shapiro. 312-627-1650, Scott at ScottShapiroLegal.com. Tell him I sent you. You're welcome. It's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. We are doing this episode via Zoom. So if you are listening in your car or wherever you listen to podcasts, you can actually watch this on my YouTube page, which is youtube.com backslash Paul F. Comedy. This is a fun episode. I'm excited to introduce our guest. She's known as the Cougar of Comedy, uh, Florida's own Jilly Real. There she is. Hello. <laughs> How are you, Jilly? I'm great. Thanks for doing the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. So you are the Cougar of Comedy. I've never worked with you, but I know uh, we. When I'm in Florida a lot, uh, people, uh, you're 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 doing shows all over. You're crushing it. Um, how'd you get that name? It 
it's interesting. I was in my girlfriend's hair salon and she wanted to submit me as a, a celebrity client to this magazine she knew. And she's like, you need a name. And so given my dating stories and everything, she said, we're going to call you the Cougar of comedy. <laughs> and um, they didn't stick me in the middle. They put me on the front cover under Beyonce, under her butt, but whatever. They put me on the front. And then um, I was also working for an attorney back there and he trademarked it for my 40th birthday. So it oh, was like awesome. my, my Cougar birth certificate. Awesome. Yeah. Like, and for those of people who are listening, you're wearing a, a band around your necklace that says war. So that's yes, it says war. <laughs> and thank you for sharing your origin story. So you talk about dating a lot. So are you, uh, you're still single right now? Yes. Okay. How is that possible? Tell us why you're single. Um, dating is just, you know, I, I, I tell a joke about this. I didn't, I moved here from LA. I did, didn't think it could get any lazier or crazier than a bunch of broke unemployed actors, but Miami is some next level craziness. Okay. What is a, what's dating like in Miami Mm. compared to LA? Oh man. I do think here, um, people are a little less open to meeting someone my age. There are less, uh, hunters here. So it does seem to be a smaller selection. And then, um, I would say the people that are, that I've, Ride to connect with. I feel like they are just window shopping. I mean, I got a lot of that in LA, but you know, you'll, you'll go out one time, you'll have a great time, but then you won't hear from this person or they ghost or whatever. And then suddenly, three weeks later, a month later, hey, how you doing? But you know, so. Yeah. How, you're breaking up there a little bit. Oh, sorry. Um, how are you meeting people mostly? Are you meeting them in person, online, both? What's your What's your method? Generally online. Okay. Because I really try not to date other comedians. Bastard. So. <laughs> you try not to. Sorry, you keep breaking in and out. I don't know if it's because you're moving your head or, or something. Uh, sorry, I said. Uh, you know, I work remote besides doing comedy, and so I usually meet people online because I just generally think horrible idea to date other comedians uh, yes. it has not worked well for me in the past so those yeah. those are the other other people that I tend to meet in person well we on the podcast strongly 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 advise never to date another comedian yeah and you being uh law adjacent uh working with lawyers uh you should know that we don't have an hr department so (laughs) there's no people are just you can't just fuck where you are seeing people every day no it's not a good thing so you've done that you do that in la and in miami as well yeah yes and i i just just do not recommend it you what's that i do not recommend it yeah of course not um, but you seem to not have learned your lesson, so you've done it multiple times. You know what? I just get caught up in the moment, and I'm like, comedians are, you know, a lot of times magnetic and fun, and and so yeah, kind of. Oh, this one might be okay. 
I think I've learned my lesson, but I can't promise. Okay. Um, so you're in Miami. What are the guys that you're generally, uh, well, let me start with this. What's the longest relationship you've been in? Uh, longest? Probably four years. Four years. Okay. That's I was a, married. That, okay. You were married for four years. Yeah. Will you get married again? I will never say never, but I've been married twice already. So okay. um, you don't learn your lesson. It sounds like I'm I'm seeing a a pattern here. Like I you're... know. Can we can we just have some therapy right here? That's what this podcast <laughs> is about. I mean, so you you got married. How long was the first? How long were the marriages? So the first one was when I was in my twenties, living in Minnesota, and it was just like you know back there go through this trajectory of you date for a year, you live together for a year, you get engaged for a year. And then the next thing, you know, our families were pressuring us to get married, but we fought like cats and dogs. So it, then it only lasted a year. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that, it's a different mentality in the Midwest, especially smaller towns. I don't know where you were in Minnesota, but people get married like so early. Your brain's not even formed until you're like 25. So. No. And, and I, um, yeah, so I was then divorced by the time I was 30. So how long was that marriage? It was only a year. Oh, okay. Uh, but we had been together for, in that instance, we had been together probably four as well. Okay. So then what, what, what happens next? What happens with the next, uh, after you, you broke up, the marriage ended, you moved on to LA? Well, I, you know, I did, <laughs> I had, when I was in my young twenties, bought a house with this just crazy alcoholic ex-boyfriend. Oh no. <laughs> and, um, I decided to get back together with him after my first divorce, because he said, I've changed. And, um, he was still a cheating alcoholic. So that didn't really work out. And I think it rebroke my heart on that one. And I said, you know what? I was sick of my job and I just wanted to have nice weather. So I moved to San Diego initially, the map. And I go, that looks nice. Yeah. <laughs> so then when was the next, uh, so how long were you with the ex after you uh, broke off the marriage? Oh gosh, maybe three months, not even. Doesn't count. So then you, then how do we get to the point where you get married again? I had been living in California about 10 years, predominantly single, just living my life finally, maybe. And, um, <laughs> a craziest dating story that, that I could imagine having, and it's not my ex-husband, but it's the person leading up to him. So I think it explains it a little bit, but okay. I was, um, in Hollywood, you know, doing my thing, but I was still trying to own a business. So I was opening up this paralegal shop for the public. And uh, one of my friends said, you should really team up with this attorney I've been dating. And so I did He opened me a shop on Santa Monica Boulevard. And before you know it, he and I started dating, but things started to get a little crazy because he started to have nicer suits on when he'd show up, he'd have rolls of money in his pocket you know he 
one day shows up, you know, he used to have a dented BMW, then it's a Maserati. So one day he says to me, I need to meet you at the Grove to talk to you about something in person. I'm trying to hurry up this story. So. No, you're fine. Uh, Take your time. I'm already. Uh, so he said, I, I want to tell you, I just made a bad business investment and, and I've been federally indicted. I'm like, oh, for what? No. And he turned out to be the largest international trafficker to the United States of Mali from China. Wow. Okay. And he was using our storefront for money laundering. So thankfully I didn't get in trouble, uh, but he, he tried to explain it away and all these things ensued. I found out he had a Russian bride at home laundering his money, blah, blah, blah. blah. And, um, so he doesn't show up for his trial and the feds ransack my apartment uh, looking for him. <clears throat> but the craziest thing is he had um, then gotten the Mexican cartel to give him a new identity and hide him. And they showed up at my door one day and took me to go see him. <laughs> and um lucky nothing happened to me they were like, actually really pleasant people they showed me all around town they took me wine tasting it was bizarre um and that happened a couple of times and then um i was terrified he kept showing up at my place looking for him so i put myself voluntarily into the witness protection program out in palm springs Wow. Meaning I just lived in a very secure neighborhood with a bunch of gay guys all around me. I just sure. wanted to be left alone. So um, I was there for uh, nine months and I finally stopped hearing from, from this fugitive and felt safe enough to start dating again. And I was just wanting to go after the most vanilla person I could find. So, <laughs> yeah, I figured that's where this was going. My ex-husband is a, a mechanic for JPL, Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Very, from a military background, very, very, very vanilla, very basic guy. So I was like, all right. Then I ended up um, getting married very quickly before I even really uh, Wait, you broke up there. You got married when? I'm sorry. I, I said I ended up getting married very quickly. Okay. Um, within months before really knowing who I was dealing with. And uh, he had been married twice before me by the time he was still in his 30s. So uh, it just uh, turned out to be really quite the opposite of what I thought it would be. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's back up a second here. So the friend of yours that introduced you to your uh, federally indicted lawyer boyfriend, was she, she was dating him? She was, but then they got in some kind of fight. And so I, I've always said I would never date somebody my friend was dating or been involved with, but then she wasn't talking to either one of us at that point because I was in business with him. And so it kind of okay. was out of the picture. 
that okay so okay that i was wondering if like she didn't give you like a heads up or something that maybe this is a little shady but i guess she had no incentive to at that point right she did not so you marry uh a down-to-earth who you think salt of the earth um mechanic because you're done with crazy right um, and then that doesn't work out why uh, unfortunately, it, it just ended up to have a lot of temper and cheating and lying issues. <laughs> what issues? I'm sorry, you broke up again. Uh, temper, cheating, lying. Lying issues, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I take it that was an influence in terms of why you left California. It actually wasn't. I left oh. California uh, March because it's just getting so bad there. So. Because what? It's just know. getting so bad there. Oh, just, oh, so you recently moved to Miami? Yeah, I'm. I'm very new to. Okay, so how? Um, what apps are you using to meet people in Miami? I well, I'm banned from Tinder, so I can't be on there. How are you banned from Tinder? Let's talk about that. Uh, because. So many people were using my profile pictures as a fake profile oh. that Tinder banned me too because they can't figure out who's the real Julie Real. It's kind of funny to me. That's and um, I joke about it because that's how I met my last ex-husband and Tinder was very new. And I was just like, you know, maybe the universe is trying to protect me here. <laughs> yeah. I just don't belong on that app. So I'm on um, Bumble. Hinge. Oh, there's a couple one-offs. The league. Yeah, those are all the ones. I think Hinge and the league are good. Um, what? Okay, so you 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 call yourself the cougar of comedy. Are you dating generally guys who are younger than you? Yeah, I am for the most part. I would say. Why is that? A lot of times. I would say, and women my age say this a lot, you know, I don't have any kids. So a lot of times when I meet someone my age, they're going to have the kids and the baby mama drama or the scheduling issues and, or they use their, I've, I've experienced this. They use their kids as an excuse to flake on you. And so I just really don't want to deal with that. And then there's also... To me, I feel like men my age can sometimes be really bitter. Okay. And at least there's there's a little less of that too. You know, they, they and they and also they kind of they, you know, they look up to me. Sure. <laughs> I'm, you're in control. I'm, I'm their elder. Yeah, you're you have the I, I've always told my friends uh who are you know dating that are older um to date younger guys because if they've already had their kids or if they wanted kids, there's no longer that pressure. And then uh, they can control the parameters of a relationship because guys that are younger are malleable. You can make them into whatever you want and need. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of it. And uh, I hope more women start doing it. Um, I think it's a good move. That being said, uh, the reasons you gave like you're also a comedian, so you have a really fucked up schedule. Uh, and then you also are working 
day jobs, do you get the younger guys tend to be a little more needy too, right? I mean, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so how are you balancing that? Because you're not available physically. And they're I'm probably not. I mean, I'm probably maybe, you know, if I really had to dig deep, I'm, I can be the, not the flaker, but the non-responder a lot of the times too, because I'm just overwhelmed with life. Yeah. So, um, but I hate to say that, but you know what, there'll always be another one. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm not super serious right now, so it's okay. What are you looking for now? Like in terms of dating, when you go on there, are you looking for something serious? Are you dating multiple people? What's your, what's your, uh, what's your deal? Yeah, I would say, you know, it's not serious. Uh, I don't, I've just been through a lot and I don't really want that pressure. So, um, I, I'm, but, but I would love to find somebody that, you know, had the same things in common with me, like, go oh, have fun, you know, but, but maybe I could get to know a little more regularly, but, um, I'm just not a fan of labeling that or being, 100% saying I'm locked down. I don't know. Um, what are the things that you like? What are your types? Like, what are the guys that you typically end up going out with or make you swipe right? <laughs> uh, they usually look like they played in some kind of professional sport. Okay. Uh, I, I do like smart guys. For sure. I mean, it's, your dog uh, is agreeing with you. Your dog doesn't like your type of sounds like. I mean, yeah, I do want somebody to have a head on their shoulders. You know. Um, what? Um, okay, so let's. If we lined up the last five guys you went on successful dates with, do they all look the same physically? Or do they all have the same jobs? What do they have in common, if anything? I don't. I mean, I could just have an eclectic group of people, okay. probably. But <laughs> not a physical thing necessarily, but def definitely, obviously, have to be in shape, uh, but have some brain so they can't be like a offensive lineman or something. They're probably yeah. I tried that, and. I wouldn't say it was necessarily a relationship, but it was a long-term boy toy out in LA and um, it, got it got difficult. I, I got frustrated a lot. What, what was the frustration? This wasn't the most brilliant guy. Oh. You know? I'm trying to be nice. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not going to get, you can't, it's really hard to find someone that's, uh, that prioritizes their body and also has like a PhD um, in terms of intelligence and can keep up with you comedically too. I mean, that's a lot to ask for, so. I mean, I did, I did meet somebody that checked two of those boxes and the first thing he did when he got to my place, cause I can't remember what, I, I think, I don't remember why I didn't leave my place, but I trusted him to come up here. And after one drink, he is, taking out his pants i'm like really oh no <laughs> yeah it was a very uh right age group good looking doctor physically fit 
but yeah, he dropped his trousers. I was like, huh. I wasn't looking to just go right there right now, you know? Yeah. What, uh, what's the age demographic that you put on your, uh, on your dating apps? You know, I probably put a wide range. So I'm assuming I had something like, you know, 30 to 50 or something, but it, it would be rare that someone's my age or older. It just doesn't generally happen. What's the youngest guy that you've dated since you've uh, since you've been married the second time? I should say since your second marriage. Or you, yeah, any mid twenties. Okay, what was that like? Positives and negatives. You know what? Uh, this particular person, just because of life experiences, wise beyond his years, put him art you know every once in a while I saw the immaturity come out but I actually really thought he had himself together so uh, but the negatives of course are you could never let that even get to a semi-serious place I don't think that's just too much of a difference you want to get to a semi-serious place not yet. <laughs> well, then what, that could work out. I mean, I think that those guys in their younger ages are probably, I mean, as long as they're not complete idiots, they might fit the bill for what you're yeah. looking for. Yeah. And you can train them. You can no, like a puppy. Yeah. You can control them, explain to them the why you shouldn't get involved in transactions involving Molly. I mean, little things like that <laughs> will set up the set up the uh, the tone. Well, the the challenge that I have when I connect with guys of that age range is there's a lot of expectation for me to be the financial provider, and I just I don't respect that because you're a hard worker and provide for yourself, and I'm not. I don't have to pay for something like that, you know? Not a sugar mama, right. No, and, and that, and if they're too young, that just becomes the topic. You need like a, you need like a, uh, a baseball player who's mm. like on his way out, who, uh, you know, is t- gonna be a coach someday. So obviously his brain is intact. And football or baseball, you don't get a lot of injuries. So, and he'll have his own money. So, you know, it's, that's that's the problem. But, with the way to go. But I see the the, the flaw in your <laughs> in your logic because I have been hit up by quite a few in this age range, only to look a little closer at their profiles or their oh, wife and kids. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah, too. When they're young, they're they're a lot of those guys are young with wife and kids, and then I think they're looking for someone like me for excitement. What? Uh, yeah, I mean, cougars are in right now. Like, if you I know we are in the porn sure. sites, they're all it's all the number one hits, and it's funny because I'm friends with a few porn stars, and they're all like they're all on the milf or the uh, the you know stepmoms and everything like that, but they're all like single uh in real life 
and they're all like my age. So I'm just like, I feel like awkward, but you know, that's, that's the, that's the <laughs> right now, but um, that's the demographic. What, um, what are the deal breakers? I'm, I'm hoping you, you don't date other comedians or uh, guys who may be involved in federal indictments. <laughs> the other I'd, like, I'd like to say that I don't do that anymore. Okay. Um, you know, you I, it's so bad. I've never done a drug in my life. So that's what made it even funnier. Oh, I, was just, yeah. I was like, oh, but maybe that's why he could get it past me. You know, oh, I just have night sweats and seasonal allergies. I don't know. <laughs> what, is, what is the, uh, what are the deal breakers for you on these apps or uh, when you go on a date? Is there certain things that are like, you know, some people have, whether it's, you know, religion, politics, music types, mm. same interest. Like, what are the things that you're like, I'm not oh. doing that. Other than comedians, which I hope, I hope you don't do that again because it's such a bad fucking move. But. Such a bad fucking move. Uh, smokers, no smokers. That's nasty. That's a good one. Anyone that wants children, I'm beyond that age or wanting to do that. Okay. Uh, please don't live with your mom <laughs> or I've had, you know, they live with their, their soon to be ex-wife. They're just separated. Just, right. you know, or even, um, fine. If you have a roommate, I get that rent is very expensive, but please don't have like five. Yeah. One roommate is one roommate is maximum. I got you. Yeah. Those, so are, those are very simple. Like so far, nothing you've said is something that would be like a deal breaker for, I mean, they're all like pretty, that's a pretty broad range. And if somebody like, it, it, I'm just, I was raised with so much religion and I'm just not at all anymore. Okay. Spiritual. So if someone says church on Sundays, I, I'm out. What about like height requirements? Cause I think you're pretty tall. You looked, I don't know. I've never seen you. Yeah, I'm 5'11 and okay. I used to say at least my height or taller, but I seem to just be making random exceptions now and again. So okay. <laughs> I'm that's fair. Yeah. You're making a lot of, uh, you're making a lot of adjustments, uh, to, for, to make this work for whoever whoever's listening that might want to DM you. So right. I, I, a lot I, of guys can't handle dating taller women. I know that that's a one of my friends, a girl that I dated is 5'11, and she she a lot of guys can't handle it. So and she doesn't like it too because then she can't wear heels anywhere. So yeah, I remember I tried it once when I was young and this guy was like, uh, walk behind me so that no one can see that we're not, I was like, yeah. really dude? Yeah, no, I could see that. I mean, I, I, yeah, I can see how it could be a problem. So that's, these all seem like pretty, pretty open things. I think you can do a lot of things with this. And they need to, yeah. They need to what? Be gainfully employed. Gainfully employed, yeah, they can't, they can't rely on you. That's a pretty, that's pretty basic to ask for. I think that's not a huge requirement. What about um, in terms of comedy though? Like, are you getting hit up after shows uh, by guys who watch your sets and, and try to, oh. or, and I know a lot of comedians I've had on 
say guys have more courage after they follow you on Instagram and then they start the DMs instead of in person or do you get both or any? I have the craziest luck with guys find me on a dating site and I don't swipe the same way. So I didn't choose them. Then they wind up in my DMs on my Instagram. And then the next thing I know it, that's where I'm advertising my comedy shows. They're like, all right, I'm just going to show up there. And then they corner me either if I'm out, you know, it's a bar show, I'm out and about in the bar before my set or after. And it just gets because you're appreciative, like, oh, thank you for coming to watch me. But then it becomes, oh, hey, hey, can we have a drink after this? Can we, can we, can we, you know, and it, it's, oh. What about guys who've just seen you at the show, did not, you know, stalk you down, for lack of a better term? Have you had any success with guys you've met at shows and then, you know, gone on a date or two and then they came over and they didn't pull their pants down maybe this time? <laughs> had that i've oh, had really? okay. people that have said and maybe i was too intimidating or something to talk to i don't know but they dm'd me after the show to tell me great i'd love to catch up another time but not not at the show i think i had a guy yell during a show i mean i, I haven't had too many hecklers but he heckled me he kept asking for my phone number Okay. Did you give it to him? No, but I should have like had in the back of my head, like something brilliant to rattle off my exes or, you know what I mean? Tell them to follow you on Instagram. That's what it's. Hey, it's one more follower. You can right. Always, you can always put the DMS on the general box. So you don't see them every day. It's, it's just one more dick pic that's going to roll in. Are you still getting a lot of those in 2021? You know, it's interesting. I, I feel like the same dick pic people that some point started sending the conspiracy theories. So <laughs> they got bored with the dick pics and sending conspiracy theories. That's, I think it's the same people. Yeah, I can see that. I, I had a friend who uh, matched with a guy and he sent a dick pic to her and then she went out with him. So I'm like, you're encouraging bad behavior. And then I was like, I guess, I mean, it's, it clearly is still working for people. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you... I've done it. I'm not going to lie. I well, can't yeah. say I'm better than. Yeah. People. women. I think it's different. Cause like if women are sending things, guys want to see that. I don't think girl, do you want, have you solicit, have you asked for a dick pic ever? No, okay. it's weird. I agree. I don't think you ask for those things. Right. They're usually like, Hey, look at this. No matter what, like I, I remember my ex would get mad at me because people would send me pictures like uh, women would send me pictures of like just salacious stuff, nothing crazy. And she's like, why are you, why are you getting these? I'm like, I'm not going to tell them to stop, but I'm not going to like ask for them. <laughs> They're pleasant to wake up to every once in a while. <laughs> and so, uh, but I think it's different with a dick pic because no one asked for them. And I don't think a lot of people want to see them. I mean, unless like it's for like uh, safety purposes to ensure like there's nothing weird going on down there or. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times they are really not the best. They're not, I don't know what they were trying to achieve. 
maybe they get off on the fact that they showed it to me, but it definitely was like, you should put that thing away. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where along the line somewhere that became uh, a way to uh, encourage women who, who think they think that that might work. Maybe like as a last resort or something. It's like, well, here's, I don't know. I know that- <laughs> Got nothing. ran out of lines, here we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it sucks that that still happens. So I don't know. So what are the, um, okay, so we talked about the deal breakers and uh, your type. Um, are there like certain professions that you, I mean, given your schedule, like how are you gonna, you can't really date a guy who's like a nine to fiver really, especially as you get, you know, more and more shows. Yeah, I, I mean. It's gonna be hard to find someone gainfully employed, emotionally available, and can be physical available, physically available when you're available based on your schedule. I would say I'm a little bit of a weekend warrior though, because I really try to like put the corporate stuff away on the weekend and I don't have shows like I'm not one of those comedians that's like going to book it up every single night of the week unless I'm getting paid. So um, not to exhaust myself, you know, but there's time in there. But you're going, I mean, isn't the goal to get more shows at some point? Oh, of course. So then when that happens, what do you, I mean, that's almost worse because you're reeling these guys in and then, uh, if you become the successful comedian, you're not gonna you're not gonna have your weekends anymore, or unless you want them to come with you to Alabama for your week of shows at Stand Up Live. They could do that, you know. Otherwise, it's just catch and release for me right now. It's okay. That sounds like a good plan. Okay. It's okay. I I guess to me, what's most important in my life right now is my comedy and my creative side something's always held me back with a man and so but, but of course I'm human I want to date I want to go out I want to do things but I whatever it is you know that's going to come first yeah as it should as it should finally yeah well Julie we are out of time uh I definitely want to hear more about uh what happens in your Miami journeys of dating uh, so come back and let us know, or maybe when I'm in Florida, we can do an in-person pod uh, yeah. for doing a show together or something. I think I'm in my, I don't know. Oh, I know that's not happening now. Never mind. Um, <laughs> where can, where can people find out more about you and your upcoming shows and, and everything? Where's the best way to find out where they can see you? I'm usually the most on Instagram at the Cooper of comedy or Twitter, Jilly Real. Facebook, The Cougar of Comedy. YouTube, The Cougar of Comedy. Pretty much anywhere, The Cougar of Comedy. I've got a website. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm glad you trademarked that because that, uh, that's, that's great that you can use that for uh, PR stuff too. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jilly, for doing the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, thank you all for listening or watching another edition of Singles Only Podcast. Thank you. But I'm still